Give a shout to Jesus before we start. Come on, yes. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus is why we're here. He's the reason we meet. Um, he's the reason we're gathered, and we're thankful that he is here in our midst with us. Um, for those of you who don't know me yet, my name is Claudia. I'm one of the pastors here at Berlin Church, and it is my privilege to speak today to you, to have, to have the stage, to have the mic, to have your ear. And I'm really looking forward to talk to you this morning, um, because during the month of September, our series is called Take It to the Streets. And I really, really love this series, but because this series shall, shall remind us um, of the calling that is on our life. As followers of Jesus, we are called to be his witnesses in this world. And this series shall inspire you to take your stand and to step into your calling. During the first week of the series, um, we talked about um, that it's our turn. We talked about that we stand in the legacy of Pentecost. When on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out for the very first time. And as a result of this... The disciples, they streamed into the streets and they shared the message of Jesus and thousands of people got saved. We stand in the legacy of Pentecost and now it is our turn to be witnesses for Jesus in this world. Last week, Pastor Andrew encouraged us to allow God to purify us, to purify our character. Because with a purified character, we are useful to God. And we also automatically share our message everywhere we go, in everything we do, with everyone we meet, because we display Jesus. And today, as we continue the series, I would like to take a look at the life of Paul with you. Because Paul is an amazing role model when it comes to taking it to the streets. Like from the moment Paul became a Christian... Nobody could stop him from taking it to the streets. He took it to the streets unstoppable with passion and power, no matter what. So I think it's worth to take a look at his life and to learn from him. But a story about Paul we can read in Acts, in the book of Acts. We find a lot about Paul, but we can also learn from him what motivated him, what empowered him when we read those of his letters that are recorded in the New Testament. And today I want to look at some passages with you, but before we do that, I would like to pray for us. So Jesus, I thank you that we can gather under your name. Thank you, Jesus, that you are here with us today, that you are in our midst. As we gather as a church, you are here, your presence is here. Jesus, and I pray that you, that you open our hearts right now, that you open our eyes, that you open our ears, and that you help us to hear what you want to tell us today, what you want to tell us today personally, what you want to tell us today as your church and Jesus, I, I thank you that you are the one who touches hearts and who changes lives. And may this be the case today. May you touch hearts and change lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, the story of Paul. And um, I thought for today, instead of me telling you the story of Paul, we can let Paul speak himself. And we can do that because... There are messages of Paul in the book of Acts recorded word by word. And one of it is found in Acts 22. And I would like to read to you what Paul said when he took it to the streets. So let's go to Acts 22. You should have um, the Bible on the big screen. I have it down here. So let me read this to you. 
And this is Paul speaking, okay? I am a Jew, born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, and I was brought up and educated here in Jerusalem under Gamaliel. As his student, I was carefully trained in our Jewish laws and customs. I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did, just like all of you today. And I persecuted the followers of the way, hounding some to death, arresting both men and women, and throwing them into prison. The high priest and the whole council of elders can testify that this is so. For I received letters from them to our Jewish brothers in Damascus, authorizing me to bring the followers of the way, that's the Christians, from there to, to, to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. As I was on the road approaching Damascus about noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone down on me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, the one you are persecuting. The people with me saw the light, but didn't understand the voice speaking to me. I asked, what should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, get up and go into Damascus. And there you will be told everything you are to do. I was blinded by the intense light and had to be led by the hand to Damascus by my companions. A man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man, deeply devoted to the law and well regarded by all the Jews of Damascus. He came and stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And that very moment I could see him. Then he told me, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak. For you are to be his witness, telling everyone what you have seen and heard. What are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. Well, I think that passage is amazing. This is Paul in action. This is Paul taking it to the streets. And the coolest thing about that is, Paul is not sharing any high philosophical, philosophical, not theological things that nobody can understand. He is sharing his personal testimony. He is sharing the testimony about how he became a follower of Jesus. And his testimony is powerful, isn't it? First, he was persecuting the Christians severely, trying to stop them from taking it to the streets. And then he met Jesus. And nothing could stop him any longer from taking it to the streets himself. And it's so cool. Paul is sharing his testimony. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's simply, this is who I was before. This is how I met Jesus. And this is who I am now. And guys, everyone can do that. Everyone can do that. You don't need a PhD to share your personal testimony. You don't need a PhD to share, this is who I was before I met Jesus. This is how I met him. And this is who I am now. Each one of us can do that. And his testimony was a huge part of Paul's preaching. Of course, he talked about other things. But his testimony was a huge part of it. And this testimony was part of changing the world for Jesus. That's the power of a testimony taken to the streets. 
See, when, when I first became a Christian, nobody needed to tell me to take it to the streets. I just did that. I just did it because my first encounter with Jesus was a darkness to light transformation. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I had no biblical background. Nothing. I, I, I didn't know anything that there's a God or, or that there, there, there's a God who loves me and who is real. I didn't know that. And in my early 20s, I, I started to look for purpose and I started to look for meaning and I started to look for truth. I needed the truth. Something I could build my life upon. Unfortunately, I, I looked in all the wrong places. All the wrong places and combined my search with alcohol and dr drug abuse and that led me to a place where, where, where I was so messed up in my head. I was so messed up. I, my, my thoughts were circulating all the time and, and I couldn't sleep anymore. My thoughts were rubbing me my sleep. My, my search for the truth and trying to find it in the wrong places was rubbing me of my sleep. And then on the, third, uh, on, on the fourth day, after like almost four days without sleeping... And when you don't sleep for four days, you have hallucinations on every level. I had that. And on, on, on the night of that fourth day, one of my good friends brought me to the hospital, to the emergency unit, and there I, I had a blackout. I don't know what happened, but I know that when I woke up the next morning, I knew that there's a God, and he is the God the Bible talks about, and he is real. And he wants to give me a second chance. And that changed my life. It changed my life forever. It was a darkness to light transformation. And when I was released from the hospital, I joined a Christian group on my university campus. One of them prayed with me to receive Jesus into my life. And the power of God came. And everything changed. My life was different. I was changed. I was, I was renewed. It, it felt like living for the very first time. I knew this is real life. This is what I wanted. This is what I was looking for. And nobody needed to tell me to take it to the streets and to tell anybody about what Jesus had done in my life. I just did it. I told everyone about what Jesus had done in my life. I shared my testimony with those who wanted to hear it. I shared it with those who didn't want to hear it. And I shared it repeatedly because I knew that my friends needed Jesus as well. They needed what I just had discovered, what I had found. And I would like to tell you that people gave their life to Christ, but that didn't happen. It didn't happen. A lot of people thought I'm crazy. Others made fun of me. They laughed about me. Family members. People from my closest circle of friends. Others tried to argue and prove me wrong all the time we met. I don't know what your experience is when you shared your, uh, your, your, your testimony with the people around you. Anybody? Anybody experience similar stuff? Well, Paul did. In the Bible, we can read that Paul went to similar things, like even in our passage here in Acts 22 that we just read. The reaction of the crowd he was talking to here was not to repent and to humbly accept Jesus. No, they wanted to kill Paul. <laughs> they wanted to kill him for sharing his testimony. And reactions like this were familiar to him. 
A lot of people who heard the message of Paul were persecuting him severely. And they didn't just make fun of him or thought he was crazy. They actually wanted to kill him. Like when you, when you read through the book of Acts, it is, it's almost painful. It's painful to see what Paul went through when he shared the message of Jesus. Like he goes to the one city and he shares about Jesus. And the people plot to kill him. And he can barely escape just to go to the next city to share the message of Jesus. And in that city, he gets stoned. And after miraculously surviving the stoning, he gets up and he goes to the next city to share the gospel of Jesus. And there he is beaten and put into prison. And then he goes to the next city to share about Jesus. And he is beaten up a little more, persecuted a little more. And guess what happens next? He gets up. And he goes to the next city and he shares about Jesus. And I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing because I did stop. I did stop sharing my testimony. I only shared it a little bit here and there. And thank God through the little bit here and there, my family got saved and some of my friends got saved. But I have enough of sharing a little bit here and there. I want back my enthusiasm that I had in the beginning. I want my passion back. And I want to take it to the streets again with power and with passion as I did before. And I thought <laughs> looking at Paul might be a good way to get back what I have lost. Because he, as we just heard, he took it to the streets. Unstoppable. With passion and with power no matter what happened to him. And so in that context, like looking at Paul's life, I asked myself, so what was his secret? What was the secret of Paul? And I want to share three verses with you from the letters of Paul. And I pray that those verses will touch you the same as they touched me. The first verse is found in 2 Corinthians 5.15. And there the Bible says, you will have that on screen. He died for everyone. So that those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. See, in this verse, Paul reminds us that our life is not our own. Sorry, your life is not your own. Your life belongs to Christ. Jesus graciously gave us a new life when he died for us. But he didn't give us that new life so we can do whatever we want. He gave us this new life so we can live for him. And living for Jesus means to become like him. It means to be transformed, to be sanctified, to live holy lives. But it also means to do what Jesus calls us to do. And Jesus made it clear that he wants us to be his witnesses. Telling everyone about him. Paul knew that. <laughs> That's one reason why he took it to the streets. Unstoppable with passion and power no matter what. So with all humility and respect. I want to ask you like I asked myself. Who are you living for? Who are you living for? Because part of living for Christ means to take it to the streets. The second verse I found is from Galatians 1.10. There Paul writes, 
Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Here Paul shares another of his secrets. If we want to take it to the streets unstoppable, we need to stop trying to win the approval of people. The only approval that should matter to us is the approval of God. Guys, when we share our testimony, there always will be people who make fun of us. There always will be people who think we are crazy. There always will be people who despise us and who will attack us. And if that happens, we can rejoice. We can rejoice in it because that means we stand in the legacy of the prophets, of the apostles, including Paul. Because all of them encountered persecution when they shared their testimony, but they didn't care. They didn't care because they didn't want to please people. They wanted to please God and they wanted to serve him. So again, with all respect and all humanity, humility, who do you want to please? And who do you want to serve? Because God definitely is pleased when we serve him by taking it to the streets. The third verse I have for us is found in Romans 1.16. Here Paul says, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. In this verse, Paul reminds us that there is nothing, there is nothing to be ashamed about the good news. There is nothing to be ashamed about what Jesus has done for us. There is nothing to be ashamed about that out of love he came to earth, went to the cross to die in our place and pay for our forgiveness. There is nothing to be ashamed about that he gave us eternal life in an unbroken relationship with God. There is nothing to be ashamed about that he is healing us, that he is cleansing us, that he is setting us free, that he is providing for us, guiding us, empowering us, fighting for us. Bringing order into our chaos, bringing light into our darkness. There's nothing to be ashamed of this message. Nothing. Instead, it has the power to save people. It has the power to save people. So again, with all respect and humility, are you ashamed of the good news? Because one sign not to be ashamed of it is to take it to the streets. Your testimony has power. Your testimony has the power to save people. But this only can happen when you take it to the streets and allow God to take it and to work through it and to save those who are ready. And there are people who are ready. Not everyone is ready. You know that. I know that. Not everyone is, but there are people in your sphere of influence, there are people in the city, in your circles of friends, in your family, people who are ready. And they need to hear your testimony so God can work through it. Like every single person saved matters. Every single person saved counts. Every single person saved means victory. Victory over darkness, over death, and over the devil. Every single person saved matters. Paul knew that. He also knew that as followers of Christ, our lives are not our own. 
Our lives are not our own. And we, we are here to please God. We're here to please our God who came to die for us, who came to restore us back to Him. We're here to please Him and to serve Him. And we are here to share our testimony. We don't need to be ashamed of the good news. We don't need to be ashamed. It is the power of God to save those who believe. And that's why Paul took it to the streets, unstoppable, with passion and power, no matter what. And I want to do the same. I want to take it to the streets with unstoppable, with passion and power, no matter what. I want to see God saving people through my testimony. I want to please God. I want to serve Him. I want to live for Christ. And if anybody in here wants to do the same, I would like you to get to your feet. I would like you to stand right now in this place and tell God that you are ready. Tell God that you are ready. Ask Him to empower you. Ask Him to give you a new passion, a new desire to live for Him, to please Him, to not be ashamed of the gospel. So all of us can take it to the streets, unstoppable, with passion and power, no matter what. Tell Him you're ready. Tell Him. You tell Him. You tell Him. And I pray along with you, but you tell Him you're ready. So Jesus, we thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for your word. Thank you for the lives of people we can look to. Thank you that they are sharing their secrets with us through your word. And Jesus, we don't want to be ashamed of the good news. We don't want to be ashamed of what you have done for us, what you are still doing in our lives. We don't want to be ashamed of that. So Jesus, please empower us to go and to share our testimony with the people that we know, with the people in our sphere of influence. Jesus, I pray that you give us this new passion and the desire to live for you. Jesus, help us to live for you by the power of your spirit inside of us. Draw us closer so we can live for you, so we can live to please you, so we can live to serve you. Jesus. We pray to you, please hear our prayers. Help us to arise. Help us to step into the power of Christ. Hallelujah. And thank you. Thank you that you're working right now. Thank you that you are touching hearts. Thank you that you are empowering your church to get up and step into our calling to be your witnesses in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen.